BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Just can we a little bit? Yes, Riverdale. Yes, Riverdale. Yeah, bringing it in. We will bring it her into you. the harbor. Rarely do we hand it to you, Riverdale. We, I, we it, will hand it to you. We're not going to say that that finale wasn't batshit because it was. Yes. But I'm also not going to say that I didn't enjoy it because I hated how much, even during. The Billie Eilish song, <laughs> I like Jeff and I both. He's like, "What's that face?" Because my face was all tight, and I was like, "I hate that I love this." <laughs> and he just put his my his hand on my arm was like, "Oh my god, me too." So it was great <laughs> together, even down to the moment of song. I enjoyed this episode. I don't want to say maybe it comes back to the fact that it was written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who knows how to bring it back in. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. I mean, but who, wh- we've learned so many things about the Riverdale writing process. If Roberto Aguirre Sacasa wrote it, and it seems that we he is necessary to write a good episode, but also we learned that each one writer is assigned to write the dialogue per character, which is why none of the shows have any external cohesion or even internal cohesion, but the characters have very strong internal cohesion. But whatever the fuck happened, whatever mix of alchemy and witchcraft and wizardry uh, happened in this final episode, I got to say after the, whatever fucking 75 episodes we watched this season that made no sense, they managed 70 million (laughs) episodes. We watched this season. They still did manage somehow to pull it into the harbor. They they brought back a number of threads that we did not think we would ever see again. No. And they made it feel like a finale where things had happened throughout the season for a reason. Yes. And we got some resolution. We did. We really did. We got some resolution. We also got, I'm going to say it, I think maybe, I don't know if the word is comeuppance. I don't think that's the word. What is the word of that? Like in the end, knowing where this last season is going to take them, I feel like we can hear Riverdale as a whole saying, 
we're sorry for the time jump. <laughs> and I think that we can feel it in our bones. We can feel it in our souls. They're sorry. This is our apology. This is our yeah. apology for watching for this long is that they're going to go back to them being teenagers. And which you know, that's is like the comics. That's what right. they do. They jump all around. Right. Jackie and I were talking before we started recording that a crucial piece of what we always really, what I forget to carry with me when watching Riverdale is that it is the heart. A, a, <laughs> the, the heart of Riverdale. It does have a lot of heart. The CW, it is a CW sexy teenage drama. And also it is based on a, a decades long running series of comics. And that second part is what I always forget because I'm always like this fucking plot line doesn't make any fucking sense. And like most of the time that's true, regardless of whether it's based on a, comic plot point or not, but I forget that when something's been a comic book forever, you're going to have all sorts of weird shit that happens. And so all of the time jumps and the, we're in the present, we're now our teenage selves, but we're in the past. I actually find that like in this episode, it worked very well. And I forget that like it's in the style of a comic book and that's part of why it's okay for it to be so weird. Even though I still don't forgive them for the entire premise of this season. This is the whole, War of good and evil thing. It's not what about what I would have done, but they did with the ghost train. Pull it off with in all the end. of that stuff. We saw not. We didn't get the big fight between good and evil. I wanted the ghost fight. Yeah, we didn't I'm get a ghost go fight. Say, we, we didn't, didn't get, get an apocalypse. We didn't get any sort of like revelation style, like burning of the you know earth or anything like I there are a lot of threads (laughs) let's be clear there are a lot of threads that did not get wrapped up there was a lot that happened in this season that could have been edited yes edit it down yes the amount of episodes (laughs) and just the amount of plot lines but we we come into this episode the war against good and evil is not even part of this episode that was already done neatly resolved tied up Last episode with, uh, you know, all the portals and everything. The one that Jackie and I got to talk about twice. And (laughs) so all we are left with in this episode is that Riverdale is facing Bailey's Comet, which thanks to Percival's incessant Latin mutterings, is heading straight for Riverdale. And to acknowledge one of our questions from last week, why don't they just leave Riverdale? They can't because every single way to leave is now protected by an invisible force field there's a barrier there and i think that it was funny that shot where like Archie was just like i'm gonna go out and break down that barrier and then there's the shot at first i know it's like this fancy mace like the like god killer mace that he's got but i thought he just had a bat and was just like Ugh. <laughs> uh, at the barrier which i thought I will, was very but that's, funny because that's very archy just like this is a super the, the hundreds of years of sorcery have come together to make this force field but maybe i'll just take it out with a bat yes and it was because i what i also did love about this episode is that archy finally deals with his hero complex yeah for the first Name time it. in all of these years he's like i really like have an issue that, like, I feel like I need to save this town. And the fact that, like, he proposes to Betty and, dude, fucking good for you, bitch. Yeah. When he gets up because, of course, so, of course, what do they get into? She looks horrified. A lot of this, like, is like, oh, it's our last day on Earth. What would you do on the last day on Earth? And so 
Archie proposes, and she did. The look on Betty's face was just like, ah. Uh. <laughs> and her first response was just like, Archie, there's a comet coming. <laughs> that was not even my what? favorite Betty line about the comet this episode. My favorite Betty line about the comet was a few minutes earlier when Alice Cooper was weeping and being like, I just wish that I could protect you guys. And Alice, I mean, and Betty makes like the sassiest face and just goes, Mom, it's a comet. It's a comet. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I love Lily Reinhardt's like, Come on, what the fuck face? It's face, so satisfying. And she made the her. exact face when Archie gets down on one knee and she just looks at him with horror and she, is like, what no. the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and she's just like, listen, listen, listen. If we survive this, right? We've got like lots of things to do, okay? You want to propose, you got to do all these things. I get it. But like, why don't we see if we survive? And then we can get married. How about that? Which She you know was what? like, remember when Loved you asked it. me to marry you in elementary school and I said, ask me when we're grownups? Now I'm going to ask, say, ask me after if we survive the comet. And yeah, I yes. did like that too. It was cute. It was a cute, it was true to their characters. It's like, what have we been clamoring for all along? Fucking character development. And we actually like saw a little bit of it in this episode. Yes, we did. And I also loved the amount of love in this episode and the amount of kissing. We which finally I, got our kisses. Oh, my God. I recorded. I didn't want to post it because I don't want to spoil the uh Choney scene, but I did record <laughs> it and then going back and forth and me just being really, really excited about it because <laughs> I watched that. I made Jeff pause it and I watched that scene three time so i was like go back i want to watch it again i want to watch them be together again and now we know if there's anyone in this town that is endgame it is choni and isn't that amazing i was surprised that they decided that choni is the ultimate endgame i think they actually listened to the people that watch Riverdale. I think, yeah. that they, and I'm not saying us. I'm saying I think that Roberto <laughs> Aguirre Sacasa was like, people have been, and because I go on the Riverdale Reddit, people want Cheryl and Tony to be together. Every time Roberto Aguirre Sacasa posts something on Instagram, because yes, I do follow him <laughs> on Instagram, the comments underneath are just like, when are Cheryl and Cho Tony going to get back together? Choni, Choni, everything is about Choni. So I think they finally were like, okay, I guess if anyone has to be endgame, it should probably be Cheryl and Tony. And I mean, we've obviously talked about how Heather and Cheryl have zero chemistry. Yuck. I was so happy. I was like, bye, bitch. Yeah, even Heather. Sorry, she was like, witch. Heather's like, you know, I oh, have so oh. much wisdom <laughs> and I can see it in the stars. <laughs> I got my star. You're a tiny amount to be together. I'm going to go back to Green Dad. I wish you could see him. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that you dislike Heather as much as I dislike I, I can't. <laughs> And I'm talking about the character, not the the young person that plays it, because I feel bad saying that. But like the character, it's, it's her just, vibe. Get out of here! You gotta get out of here. Yeah, yeah. And si similarly, you know, Tony and and Fangs, they were a couple that I ended up being excited about them when they got together. I thought that it, they were, you know, two of the hottest people in Riverdale. I thought it was some cool bisexual visibility. They had their baby together, their infinitely immortal baby. And now that has run its course. And I'm also excited to have 
Tony. Even though they are married. They are married. And Tony, I mean, yeah, maybe we we can explain how this happened. Yes, we haven't even explained it yet. So again, this is all, you know, this is their last day on Earth. And they're, but while they are trying to enjoy their last day on Earth, they're also trying to figure out how to stop the comet. Right. So, like, every character basically, like, gets a job. Yes. And so one of the jobs is Cheryl is like, oh, dude, I have someone that we can ask that knows a lot more about ancient knowledge than even Percival does. And who is that? It is Abigail Blossom, who lives inside of the doll. Yeah, who's just been in this like in there. display case in a doll, just there to talk to whenever, I guess. Yep. And she and Heather do their magic, magic, magic. They bring out Abigail, and they're like, Abigail Blossom, I know you don't want to live in that doll anymore. How do we stop this comet? And essentially, she's like, all right, I'll tell you how to stop the comet, but I want which bold move. <laughs> she was like, I want one last night Cornelly with my lover Thomasina from the past. Remember the one that she was about to like destroy everything for just so she can get Thomasina back. But Thomasina, as we all know, is Titi in the past. So, <laughs> so essentially Abigail Blossom tells Cheryl to get rid of the comet, right? The comet is made up of yeah, ice. ice. It's made up of ice. (laughs) Ice, it's a cold comet. Cheryl's got all of her, you know, phoenix powers. Power of the phoenix. She's got power of the phoenix. She's got all of her pyrokinetic powers. And so Abigail Blossom said, you should just melt the comet. And so Abigail's like, so Abigail tells her to do that. And then she also ends up to get rid of the barrier also gives her this very knotted rope. <laughs> and she's like, if, if you can un- untie all of the knots in this rope, it'll open up all the different like tunnels and pathways. The out barriers of that are around Riverdale because they keep yeah. trying to get out of Riverdale and they know that they can't. So Archie wastes like the first fucking 15 minutes in the mines trying to find his way out. And it's like, Dick, you didn't out. think you didn't think Percival covered his bases? Of course you're no, not going to find your way no. out. But you know, ever the hero, he was really trying to help. And so Cheryl's like, stop digging in the mines. We've got this rope now. And also, we've got this rope, so we got to start working on the rope. But on top of that, I need to give my body over to my ancestor. So Abigail jumps into Cheryl's body. And yeah. Thomasina's ghost... Don't know where that was at. Goes into <laughs> Tony's body. Yeah. And Cheryl has to go hands. to Tony and be like, hey, will you like let us use your body to fuck my body? But we won't be there. It's It'll not us. Be our ancestors. It's just our bodies. And Tony does her like stank face thing. And she's like, okay, I guess. No more questions about it. We're just like, okay, <laughs> let's go do this. All right. We, we got to go do this. And. While they do this, while they're giving over their bodies, Heather, big mouthed Heather, <laughs> is holding on to the souls of Cheryl and Titi in a jar. Right. But meanwhile, like, of course, that witch is going to end up leaving Cheryl at the end of this episode. She's got to watch her body 
I mean, she doesn't have to watch, but you're going to tell me Heather didn't check it out just a little <laughs> bit of watching her current girlfriend have sex with her ex-girlfriend, even though it's not them. It's just their ancestors living inside of their bodies to have sex. Right. But apparently it was quite good. Wow. Because we we see them kind of come to afterwards and Cheryl and TT are both like, do you remember anything? And they're like, no. This that whole the whole premise made me like slightly uneasy, but it was all I guess everyone was everyone consenting. Everyone was consenting. Just, there's just something about the idea where it's like I'm gonna not be mentally present while my body has sex. That's just like I don't know about that, but it seemed fun. They're all consenting, so all I guess consenting. it's fine. All the the ghosts are consenting. The present adults are consenting. Yeah, and then that's when. That's what prompts Heather to be like, you know, right. She blames the souls, but probably it was the real life, beautiful bodies who were fucking in front of her. Watching like, your current you know girlfriend. <laughs> I'm just going to go back to Green Tail. <laughs> I'm just going to go. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to make myself I, Please, Heather. Get out of here, Heather. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Heather hasn't us. even done anything. All Heather has done throughout this entire season is bring Sabrina. Yes. And that's pretty much it. And I know that she's been like, you know, licking on Cheryl and teaching Cheryl a lot, which thank you, Heather, for keeping yeah, her. Cheryl she knew some happy. spells. She yes. taught invisibility, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Also, really been enjoying these uh, turtleneck glove shirts that Cheryl has been wearing. I don't know why, <laughs> if it's protect, like to protect people from her power. But then wouldn't Veronica be covered in some sort of sock over her body if yeah. that were the case they should have had um veronica wearing like why am i only thinking to describe what i mean of the scene in never been kissed where the really dorky girl wears like a blue bodysuit and does a like a modern dance yes yes wow <laughs> you know what yes. i mean yeah, exactly. that's what i'm that picturing what she should be wearing <laughs> and uh, that's what veronica should be wearing like a full superhero style like blue bodysuit Yes. Oh, my God. And I completely forgot that Cheryl said this to everyone that she knew that if she uses all of her pyrokinetic abilities to Ah, melt the comet, then her powers are going to be seeped from her body. And in that, it's also going to possibly take the lives from some of the people who she gave life back to. So that includes Jughead. That includes Archie. That includes... Um, I mean, Dagwood, that includes Tony and Tony. Yes. Um, obviously Polly, Polly, JJ's already back to dead. (laughs) Yeah. They really should have let you. That would include Sheriff Keller. That would include Uncle Daddy. That includes Alice. A lot of people have died and brought back to life by Cheryl. A lot of people. So he said, if Riverdale is to live, one or many of you or your loved ones must die. At least there were some stakes. I actually thought there were some stakes in this episode. Yeah, I thought their stakes were good. And yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, you got to you got to be willing to. I mean, either everybody dies or just some people die, but it doesn't make it any easier of a choice. Um, you know, to like choose that. But yeah, I actually was was invested in the stakes in this episode for perhaps the first time this season. I cried during <laughs> this episode. I just want everyone to know it. I am ashamed of myself. <laughs> I certainly, I had a lot of feelings. I think I was so surprised that this episode was good in any way, shape, or form that I then got really, really into it. Yeah, right. It's like very satisfying to have anything 
be brought together in the end. Yes, yes. And they managed to do it, right. So so what this lays the groundwork for is, well, maybe we save that for later. What happens with, to, to prevent Cher, all of Cheryl's power right, from right, being right, zapped. Right, right, right. Not There's, there yet, because we have franchising yet. to discuss. Because this part Yeah, this was, was dumb. Yes. <laughs> Who was this? Also, why was her name Alexandra Cabot? That's the name of the ADA in Law & Order SVU. No, this is the person from Katie Keene. Ah, it was one of these things in Riverdale where someone comes in and everyone's like, hey, Alexandra! This character. And I was like, who the fuck is this? But I also, that up. is the name of the DADA in Law and Order SVU. Yes. And I immediately thought of Cabot the Cheese. So I think it really goes to show <laughs> where both of our brains go when we hear the name Cabot. SVU and a and nice geez. cheddar. <laughs> I was like, of the cheeses? That was the first thing I said. So, um, but she's not. She's business savvy and she's from Katie Keene because Veronica, again, also then Veronica at some point was just like, I wish that I could go vacation with Katie. Yeah, no one cares about Katie Keene. Really pushing still the Katie Keene show. Which, again, is canceled. It's over. You have to give it up. Katie (laughs) Keene doesn't exist anymore. But I know she Isn't Sabrina also over? They're like fucking zombieing these characters from other CW shows that literally don't exist anymore. Roberto Gary Sacasa will not lie down. And I appreciate (laughs) it, I guess. Because Alexandra Cabot comes in and was just like, I own all these Tommy Comets, which... I mean, of course, there's a comment up overhead. It was just, at first, I was like, what is that supposed to mean? Is she from? I thought that this was going to be an extra layer, but I'm really glad that it wasn't. It's Thank just God. an actual franchising opportunity. So Alexandra Cabot comes to Tabitha and was just like, Tabitha, bitch, we should franchise Pops. I just did this. You should join me. And essentially, she and Jughead are like, I guess if the comet does it. But what I thought was so weird. Is that Alexandra Cabot makes it so because because of the barrier around Riverdale, people can get in, but they can't get out. Yeah. So Alexandra Cabot comes, which means now Alexandra Cabot is trapped. Dude. Who else comes in this episode is Archie's mother, Molly Ringwald. She's also now doomed. But no one tells them when they get into the town. I was like, wouldn't you want to know? I mean, I wouldn't tell Alexandra Cabot because she doesn't need to know. But yeah, tell your mom, Archie. In fact, would have been a good time to tell your mom, hey, mom, don't come to Riverdale anytime soon before she arrived. Now he's like, oh, mom, why did you come to Riverdale? No. It's like, dude, he, she didn't know. I forgot that he is an adult. So now it makes sense that they never see each other. But still, you should have told your mom, so she wouldn't have come. You should put up a fucking bat signal. Hey, people from other towns, don't, don't come, come to here. Riverdale. Yes. But um, speaking of Archie, when he goes, I forget. I wish I'd written down the line. He wait, After he had proposed to Betty and he gets up and like essentially he's just like, I'm going to go stop. That Like, I, you're right. This isn't the time for this. I'm going to go save this town. There was something about the way he said the line as he was leaving the room that I was just like, did I just get so horny for Archie? <laughs> I was a little horny for Archie in this episode too. I, was I hate a to admit it. Horny for him. I, I think it's because I keep seeing pictures of non-Archie KJ Yappa on Instagram, yes, and he, he looks is really hot. he shaved his head and he looks really yeah, hot. He looks really hot. And so I think it's that. But I I was 
totally astonished wow. with myself to find myself feeling horny for Archie. I think it's also because we were watching him grow a little bit where he's just like, hey, I don't have to be the hero of this story. Yes, he acknowledges yes. his savior complex and his, yes, and that it's like displaced trauma. But speaking of hot, I've also been finding Jughead to be hot lately, but can we continue on the Tabitha and Jughead plot line for just a second because a i don't know why if i don't know why they write tabitha this way but i didn't even know if she wanted to franchise or not they just don't give her anything she's just like she's just like pouting at alexander cabot for offering to franchise and i'm like are you pouting because you can't franchise and it's because it's the end of the world but you want to are you pouting because like there's only one pops and i don't want to franchise we have no fucking idea she just like makes a little sad face and then she's like jughead have you ever seen titanic and he's like no Last day. She's like, let's watch Titanic. And he's like, it's three hours of the world's about to end. And she's like, yeah, but it's my favorite movie. It's just like, it. that's something that I feel like should have been really cute. And I just, I really truly feel like they have not developed Tabitha or Tabitha and Jughead's relationship enough no, no, for me no. to like feel anything when they're watching Titanic. It, and I love Titanic. I should have been loving that scene. But I just... Like, and then they like have a revelation based on watching Titanic, right? About like, oh, we all have to, like, she, Jack died so that Rose could live. I felt like there was supposed to be some symbolism to it, but I couldn't figure out what it was. was. I don't think there was. I think, or that like maybe the fact that like he was like, yeah, but they would have died together. He chose to like give her life. Because they couldn't both be on the door at the end. And he knew that. And so I thought that that, you're right. I thought that that was going to mean something, but it did not. It was literally just them talking about Titanic. Yeah, like, like, no one actually had to die for anybody else in this episode. So, like, why are we just randomly talking about that? I think they just did it so they could be like, oh, Cole Sprouse is hotter than Leonardo DiCaprio. I think they just did it so they could put that little line in there. They, I guess they did, but I also, like... For half a second, I, I I thought I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I thought they were going to do with it. But I thought there was going to be more. I thought there was going to be a sacrifice at some point, and there wasn't. There wasn't even like I, I there. I guess I, I it's was, a movie about like the end of the world in a way. <laughs> but is it? Uh, I don't know. Or I don't something get unthinkable it. happening. I don't know. I think we're looking far too into it. Honestly, yeah. I think, I think, think they we're were just too. having to have like a cute time together. But then because Tabitha can chain like fuck with time a little bit they decide to have one last epic date together and what i'm assuming which this makes me think of and i think the reason why i was crying is this makes me think of my favorite (laughs) episode of adventure time there's this adventure time episode which also mj if you've never watched adventure time highly recommend you watching adventure time they are 11 minute episodes Ah, it is an amazing cartoon and it is a very um at times, like, all of a sudden, you'll just get slapped in the face with, like, a very intense episode. Uh And one of the episodes is that he lives his whole life in this world where he has a family and he he grows old and then he comes back to and he's back to being a teen again. And it's him dealing with the loss of his life and everything that he had. And that's what I thought about while watching this epic date that they have. We're essentially inside of Pops. Jughead and Tabitha live their entire marriage. They have children. They watch their children grow up in one little montage. And then they grow old together. And then they snap back to the present time. And I was just like, did they? 
just live their whole lives <laughs> together in an instant. I just burst into tears. <laughs> yeah, no, I li- I did like that scene. I didn't understand the Titanic watching scene, but I did like their little epic date. That was that was. Sweet. I thought it was beautiful. I'm crying <laughs> Jackie's right now. Crying thinking again. about it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> I thought that you cried i thought that that was that there was another montage at the end right where they i guess maybe it's the isn't there like another montage that happens no it's just after the the, after the the comet and then we see them all in their in their post comet yes survival like in their flash to the past yes okay yeah flash to the past that's so that's where i cried i mean i definitely i was too busy humping the air during the thomasina and abigail fuck scene so Mm -hmm. i wasn't crying during that i was all aboard we've covered the abigail and thomasina fucks we covered the epic date of jughead um uh and tabitha veronica basically was like hey reggie do you want to like be friends but not fuck i actually loved that scene i really i thought reggie shined in that scene because then so essentially reggie gives her back remember we brought this up that reggie saved the hiram lodge painting and i was like i bet that's gonna come back and that he's gonna try and bang Veronica again, which he did. You were right. And I appreciate it. I was like, there's there's my brain. I know my horny brain. <laughs> and I love the look on Reggie's face because he, I, if, if, I don't know if you noticed, but they kept sh- like staying on his face during the scene where he's like, you know, we could like get back together if you want. Like if the comet doesn't hit, like we could just like fuck if you want. And she's just like, yeah, I don't know. 
I like I think that's a really I I I see your idea. I hear your idea, but I think maybe it's not a good idea. And the look on his face is just like like the look of just like, oh come on. Really? Oh, and come then she's on. like, but come over here tonight and like we'll like hang out together for the end of the world. And, and he's, he's like, like, as friends? And she's like, yes, as friends. <laughs> yeah, no, that was cute. And she was like, of course, she was like, I need to work on myself. Which yes, I and which is true. We have been saying that for yes. work on yourself. You got to be happy being single. So I'm glad that she didn't go just go crawling back to Reggie. Yes, me too. And that like, but she kisses the painting of her father, and the toxic poison does something to the painting and makes it all old and craggly. And one of the articles I was reading is thinking that like because like she kept talking to the Hiram Lodge portrait and we're going back in time next season does that mean that some of the parents are going to come back <gasps> Ooh. which i am into very I hope so. into right because if we into. go back in time to them all being Back teenagers again in, in the 50s. I kept singing that as well. Right now, the only people with parents are Betty and Archie. Yeah, they each have one, you know, like, so it's, the, the, we gotta get yeah. more parents in there. Veronica's parents back. are gone. Jughead's parents are gone. Yeah. And Cheryl's, Penelope isn't around anymore. So, no. yeah, they got to bring those parents back. They got to bring them back. Please bring them back. And so, so right, Archie and Betty are doing their thing. What is it that prompts the realization that we can harness all the powers from all of the, the friends? So Veronica was daydreaming as Veronica's want to do. And she starts thinking about how she was sucking the poison out of the plants to make poison and she knew that she could suck poison out of things and essentially like what she did with brother not brother when brother right. not brother was sick and was kicked out of jail for being too sick not kicked right. out but sent home and there's she has a flashback of drake calling her a human dialysis, human dialysis machine, machine. And speaking of drake speaking quick, of drake <laughs> drake tries to relist betty into like hot more serial killers and betty's like i think i'm done hunting the hunters i need to work on myself too but also we made many jokes about she kept like asian drake said the like but you're the huntress of the hunters a couple of times and jeff's like i want that on my tombstone i want to hunt <laughs> i was like huntress of the hunters like yes that's what i want on my tombstone <laughs> because it's a badass title and essentially she offers her to come back to be the head of the fbi's serial killer division and she does not tell Agent Drake because this was right after Archie had proposed and she said no. And in my head, I was like, oh, my God, invite Agent Drake. Have her come over and have a sex scene just because it's the last day. But yeah, that's not what ends up happening. I like get one more romp out. And I honestly thought maybe she said no to Archie because she wasn't feeling it because they have been kind of on and off again this whole season. And she was really, really excited when she learned that Agent Drake had a crush on her. Yeah. So I was like, oh, try but it out. But then in this scene, she's just like, she's like, uh, sorry, I'm done. I'm done with my darkness. I got to find, I got to try to find things that bring me happiness that aren't hunting serial killers. Which, and also, you know, Agent Drake, there is a comet coming towards <laughs> the Earth. You should probably go enjoy your last day on the planet. I would immediately have told her this. I don't know. I don't think I would want to know. 
You don't think you want to know. You don't want to like have the one last day. I guess what would you, you want to have though? your one last day. I w- yeah, I want to have my one last day. I don't think I would be able to enjoy myself knowing it was just one last day. I think I'd probably enjoy myself better not knowing. Yeah, I guess. You know, you know you're right. And I don't know how I would handle it. Is Agent Drake in Riverdale? Because even though confusingly a lot of like high stakes FBI activity seems to take place in Riverdale. In Riverdale. But we think that this comet will only, we, we, we learned in this episode that there is like a, information bubble. So nobody outside of Riverdale knows about the comet. Everyone inside Riverdale can't leave. And I that makes me think, I don't think they said this explicitly, but it makes me think that the comet damage will be contained to Riverdale. Like it's a Riverdale-shaped comet and it will only hurt Riverdale and not destroy the, the whole world. But that's up for debate. But I also, I don't know, and I just want to say, Jane, Jane who wrote in, the epic ranting about this episode i hear you and i see you. <laughs> and i don't want you to think that your rants went for naught because i understand because part of jane's rant was that like how does the magic keep it inside of riverdale isn't the entire world about to be hit right. with this comet but i get because like i agreed with you but i don't know if the magic does contain it in Riverdale. I think it, it it must be a world thing, right? I mean, I don't know how big comets are. I don't know how much damage they usually do, whether it's a whole planet obliteration or whether you can have a comet just the size of a small town. I just don't know. And probably it would have to be much smaller than that because there would probably be like a whole radius of damage outside. So if it's, oh, I just pictured it was only Riverdale that was going to be destroyed, not the whole earth. And because they're a very self-centered town, they were acting as if the world was about to end, but really it was just their world that was about to end. Yes. And I just, I also want to uh, send love to Jane too, because Jane also was like, is that what happened to Jughead and Tabitha live an entire life together? <laughs> Which loved it. Um, and, and they had kids and it's beautiful, but thank you, Jane, for writing in your anguish about the magic (laughs) of this episode, because I don't know, dude, I don't know. No, we don't know. There's as much as it was a good episode. There are a lot of, it's still Riverdale. It's still Riverdale. It's still Riverdale. Right. So, 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 right. So back to Veronica is thinking about all the times that she was using her dialysis machine body and then she was like, oh, wait, I suck the poisons out of other people. And then I, like, make them anew. And she's thinking, what if I can suck the powers out of every one of my friends? It's a real Captain Planet situation. It really is. You know, it's a, I couldn't stop thinking, our powers combined. And so she needs to get everybody's powers archie's invulnerability or his forged in ironness yes betty and her auras uh you know veronica's own poison blood jughead's mind reading and tabitha's time jumping what about the dog yeah they should have had dog there yeah make it so that cheryl licks anybody and they heal yeah she can suck out the poison and she can heal but then my question to you so that she's so with their powers combined Cheryl will be able to melt the comet and no one will die in the process. Because she'll be so bolstered. Because she'll be so bolstered (laughs) with everyone else's powers. Okay. (laughs) Then, does that mean that including Cheryl, 
nobody will have powers after this. That's the question. I think that certainly the others don't have their powers anymore unless Cheryl gives them back. But Cheryl's going to be miserable if she keeps on living with all those powers. She can hear she can hear everything. <laughs> she can see auras. She's poison. She has pyrokinesis and she's, you know, forged in iron. And how does she get it all? Through a long, steamy kiss with Veronica. Man, I really, I do enjoy how meta Riverdale can be. I love that, like, she has to, so everyone else has to do, they have to do, like, the blood ritual, where they have to cut their hands so that they can give their power over to Veronica. So they all give their power over to Veronica, which I wish that they had gotten, you know, some sort of test done to make sure that they weren't just willy-nilly sharing a bunch of diseases that they each had, but we're not gonna think about that. Forget it, Jackie. It's Riverdale. Why couldn't they have all just kissed? If kissing will do it, they could have all kissed. And not- I would have loved it if everybody was kissing. <laughs> like, that's really what this episode was missing, was a huge yes. group orgy. Everybody kissing. And so Veronica had to kiss Cheryl. And Cheryl said, A, that's queer baiting. And B, won't <laughs> your poison kill me? And Veronica says, A, it's not queer baiting. It's saving the world. I love that. I'm so and- glad you wrote that down. <laughs> And B, pretty sure your Phoenix power trumps my poison power. I love the phrase, it's not queer baiting, (laughs) it's saving the world. I know, that was, that was, I'm so glad that you wrote that down. (laughs) It's not queer baiting, it's saving the world. And so queer baiting's like technical definition is like, uh, basically where the show hints at like, characters being queer but doesn't actually like kind when of the characters prof- are not queer and, right profits yes. profits from the aesthetics of queerness without actually making the characters queer um so cheryl was right technically and especially i think it's fun because it comes from cheryl the queer character yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. don't you queer bait me <laughs> i know exactly what you're fucking doing and i love too that like the kiss was not just a peck of course i was just like yeah yes, like, I, it was my, a good long kiss my horny levels were just great <laughs> yeah during that was this good. episode it, it was really great. was it, it was a great kiss and i did yeah <laughs> It's not queer baiting. It's saving the world. It's saving the world. And I love to even like down to Archie and Betty, who it does cut back to and like when they are they are having sex towards the end of the world where I'm like, yeah, because I looked at Jeff and I was like, I think that we'd just be having sex. Right. And he's like, I guess we would like laying <laughs> in each other's arms because like what else would I do? I don't know. Yeah. Unless I mean, they should have had more people working on that rope with all the knots. Yeah, they could have had a couple more people working on that rope. Because they untied the knots in the end and they were like, yeah, we did it. And like, well, no one's out there trying to leave now. You didn't even tell anyone like, oh, wait by the border. And then as soon as we have 30 people working on this fucking rope full of knots, we'll let you know. They just have like Nana Blossom working on it. Yeah. Thornhill. No, which, yeah, with her old hands. And her, like, one working eye. You you needed at least, like, what about all those miners that were in the mines trying to find a way out earlier? Archie round him up, but I guess if that's their last night on Earth, they would want to be doing other things besides just unknotting the rope. <laughs> because now, with their powers combined, Cheryl, which I thought was great, she creates a portal to Pops, and she goes over, and Bailey's Comet is coming at her, and man, she yells at it, and with the yeah, power this of her penis. Yeah, this was the part where I thought you cried, because this was really emotional. She's just yeah. like, 
yelling at the comet, <laughs> doing her spell and trying as hard as she fucking can to melt it. And isn't there some sort of montage about our different good times in Riverdale during this time? Maybe. Yeah. All I remember is the the lights and like, because Jeff and I were making, we were laughing actually through it because we're talking <laughs> about how all of their CGI budget was put into this one. Because like every time they have like flames and stuff, it's always fun CW CGI. Yes, and the so CW one, CGI it's very special. It's very specific. And it shows she was using her Phoenix powers. She rises up into the air. There's an explosion of white light in the sky. And she did it. She did it. She did it. She, oh, she burned up that ice comet and saved everybody. Even Kevin and Moose didn't die. They're just I sitting know. there together in their living room watching this, the bright light get closer and closer, but then it's fine. Yes. And they survive. But they survive after another big explosion. And what happens, which... Ugh, you know, it's the kind of thing that they found too late now. I really wish, here's my wish that I can never have granted, <laughs> that if Riverdale had really leaned into doing the different story arcs, they could have been doing it every season or every other season, that a big explosion would happen or something insane would happen that would shoot them into a different time period. Right. I think that they really lost a lot on them trying to reinvent these characters every season. I think that the show could have been just as much fun, but could have like had more opportunity if they had done this in the yeah. first place. Wait, what explosion happens after the comet? Why how do we get blasted to the 50s? I think it's just the explosion of the like ice and everything because there's like a big white light. There's a big happens. white light. Yeah. Right, so maybe right. it's just like a trauma to the town or maybe it hit the barrier. I don't know. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Or I guess, no, the barrier because the rope was undone. So the barrier technically was done. Right. So like nobody dies. Everybody lives, but everybody wakes up. In 1955. They wake up in 1955. And I love that they chose uh, Archie being old school Archie. And he looks out across the way and he sees young teenager Betty. And he goes downstairs and Molly Ringwald is reading the newspaper and crying because <laughs> James Dean had just died in a car crash. But what I love about it. Okay, so then now we need to throw down our predictions, MJ. Predictions for you. How long do you think they're going to be in the year 1955? Because yeah. Jughead, who is an old school Jughead hat, that they're right. like in the old school Jughead, like in the Pops Diner. Right. He is the only one that is aware of the time shift. So he is forever now our narrator. Yeah. He is, I mean, he was already our narrator and now he really is our narrator in this because he's the only one that is aware of everything that happened right. in all of these seasons and no one else is. So is he going to try to get them back into present day? Is he going to like have to get Tabitha to fall in love with him so that they can turn back time? <laughs> Right. I don't is Tabitha know. even still going to have any I time? don't know. Because power? can he make portals still? I don't know. Is she still an angel, even if she gave her superpower to fucking Veronica to give to Cheryl? I don't know. Wow. I have absolutely no idea. And I didn't see this necessarily coming, but I love it. And it is crazy to 
it really goes to show they're like, we don't want them to be adults anymore. We want them to go back to being teenagers. But like, is immortal baby Anthony going to be there? Right. Will Steve right. Hart be back? Also, now we get don't have to get FP. into it. But I hope that FP is back. They did have a line this episode where they were like, Archie's invulnerable and Anthony's immortal. So they might be the only two people who survived this. And I'm like, you're conflating two different things. We, we look these things up and we know the difference because they were down in the bunker. Also, what did they spend their life? What did Tony and Fangs spent do during their last day is give their son the serpent tattoo to make sure that the serpents stay alive even though we all know that you have to kill a baby snake when it's in the <laughs> egg so it doesn't grow up to bite you we all know that now i know they're like this is the life you're this is your birthright you're the king we get it we you get guys it are serpents the serpent serpents. hasn't been a functioning gang in riverdale for about three years tony and Thanks. I'm sorry, but you guys no. aren't really a gang anymore, are you? But then I guess are they going to go back and like, are they going to deal with now? I wonder what years they were like. When was the like? No, I guess sundown laws would have been different time period. Right. We did 1955. Like what? What's going on in 1955 then? I mean, right. The the you know civil rights stuff was the 60s. So yeah. it could have been the 50s. That I yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I can deal with a whole season's worth of, like, historical reenactments How on the one hand. How many union conversations are we going to have, the, the diet woke of Riverdale. But, like, on the other hand, I was thrilled to see them all wake up in 1955. It really did it for me. I'm excited. Oh, and also, as the comment was coming, I forgot to talk about the Billie Eilish song. Yeah. And thank you so much, Max from Vancouver, who had written in because I had mean, meant to look up because I was like, what song is this? Because at first it was like, oh, God, they're singing. It was like, MJ's going to flip out. <laughs> they're going to love that they're singing. And then as they sang, and I was just like, I love the singing. I do love the singing. And Max <laughs> from Vancouver, thank you for writing in because – uh. Uh, they said, I loved the Billie Eilish number at the end. I was like, oh, it was a Billie Eilish song. I feel so dumb. And then I listened to the song. The song is great. And I, um, so I just want to say thank you for saying that. And I know that you, I don't even think you meant to enlighten me, but you did. And I really liked the song. It's all about the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good, you know, we love a, I love a, a musical number. I, tend to like them to be more dancey than to just like be sadly lying in bed singing to each other about the end Kinda of the world. Into it. But I liked it. Yeah, I liked this. And I didn't realize it was Billie Eilish either. And I thought it was a good song and it was well done. Yes. And oh, I forgot to say that speaking of lying in bed, waiting for the comet to hit, then Betty asks Archie to marry him. But then how is that going to go? Right, right, right. Next uh. season. Honestly, I don't know. I have learned, I've been burned too many times to make a prediction about Riverdale. I know. I'm so intrigued by where and what is going, like what's going to cross over. And is it that Jughead is going to slowly open the eyes of everyone so that they realize that it's not actually 1955? Right. Are they going to be trapped in some sort of bubble that he has to get them out of? Is he just going to lean into it and narrate it? Yeah. And try to be the king of 1955? Right. Is it going to be a story he's writing? You know, there's going to be some fucking writer thing that goes into it. Of course. Maybe he's going to be writing the tales of the future and then maybe that will open up their eyes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. (sighs) 
no. Riverdale. One more oh, man. Season. But they, I, then I'm back in. This yeah. is how I get back in. This I is know. the problem. I am back in. I care more now than I did at the beginning of the season. And that's fucked up. Yes. And I, and man, the ups and downs that we go through. <laughs> and this episode was so completely worth it it was it was worth it i hope i'd never see percival pickens again but this episode was great i would watch this episode or heather or heather heather stay in greendale heather stay in greendale and stay out of our lives percival so we'll see what's gonna happen and hopefully hiram and fp come back those are my wishes riverdale will you give me my wishes my kisses i want (laughs) fp and i want Hiram back I'll take only FP, but I'll also take Hiram. I'll take them both. I'll take them. <laughs> I'll take either one. I'll take them both. But I would rather <laughs> FP because oh, Mama Mia, I miss him. I miss him. Ooh, I miss looking at a boy. Ooh, <laughs> I hear the echoes of boy just like going through my head. Like ooh, like I'm living in a dream world right alongside bring him you. Back, but bring him back as a ser- serpent, not as a sheriff. Yeah, as a serpent? No, he's not a sheriff. He's a serpent daddy. Always all kill over a baby again. snake in its yeah. shell. So it <laughs> Can't up to bite you. I want to hear that piece. I gotta say that every episode of Riverdale Roundup from now on, that's my own personal rule to myself. So. I love it. I love it. Thank you guys so much for joining us in this season of Riverdale. We did it, guys. We did it. We whole did season. it. We did it. And Lord knows, I don't know. Are we back in four weeks? Or are we back in ten weeks? Who the Absolutely. Fuck knows? No idea. I'm sure we will find out about a week before, and uh, I will be ready for it. Now I'm excited for the next season. You Fs. Maybe it'll you come Fs. back the week of your wedding. Oh my God, would that be cute? And be like, Riverdale did it for my wedding. I love you guys. I love you, MJ. Thank love you, you so Jackie. much. And bye, everybody. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio... And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.